Welcome to our podcast. I'm Hirotishima, the head of market for Asia Pacific at Wine Australia. On April 8th, 2014, Australia signed a free trade agreement with the Republic of Korea, known as CAFTA, an agreement which came into force on December 12th, 2014. This was followed by the Japan Australia Economic Partnership Agreement, known as JAPA, which entered into force on January 15th, 2015. For the Australian wine sector, Both CAFTA and JAPA were much anticipated, given that a number of our key competitors, such as Chile and the United States, had already been benefiting from either zero or reduced tariff provisions under their own FTAs, especially in South Korea. Upon ratification, CAFTA immediately eliminated the 15% tariff on all Australian wine imported into South Korea, whilst JAPA has Just seen the third round of tariff cuts in bottled wine, reducing the import tariff to 9.4% as of April 1st this year. Whereas the tariff of bulk Australian wine was removed immediately when JAPA came into effect in January 2015. The announcement of the signed FDAs unsurprisingly generated a great deal of media interest, and as the head of market for the Asia Pacific region, I was asked by many journalists. What these FTAs could mean for the future success of Australian wine in South Korea and Japan. Any measure that helps us compete on a level playing field with our competitors and assists more Australian wineries to export their wines to key markets is undoubtedly positive, but it's also critical that we don't see the FTAs alone as a magic bullet that will ensure our success. We won't overtake France and Chile. To become the number one importer of wine to South Korea and Japan just off the back of the FTAs. CAFTA and JAPA are tools that help create a competitive trading environment, but it's now up to us, the Australian wine sector, to work hard to turn the commercial opportunities that these FTAs open up into real world profits and long term growth for your brands. What I have found exciting since these FTAs were ratified. Is a renewed enthusiasm and interest that I have seen for our wines in these markets. What I have also seen is renewed commitment from regions and wineries to re engage or expand their presence and build the reputation for Australian wine in these markets. To reinvigorate mature markets isn't easy, especially when you are faced with a cheap and cheerful stereotype. As a result of CAFTA and JAPA, we, along with our strategic partner Austrade, Have been receiving a lot, of, a lot more inquiries about Australian wine with people looking for competitively priced offerings and something new and interesting that they haven't seen before. The interest is there, so now is the opportune time to engage with the local wine influencers and trade. We need to drive education on the quality and rich diversity of Australian fine wine, and we need to encourage these wine influencers to discover Australian wine beyond what they think they already know. In the first 12 months since the FDAs have come into effect, we have seen exports to South Korea and Japan increase in volume by 39% and by 42% respectively, clearly impressive and encouraging figures. However, now is not the time to rest on our laurels. The real benefits of these FDAs will be only realized if we, the Australian wine community, work together to promote the Australian fine wine offering. Former Minister for Trade and Investment Andrew Robb said on the first day of JAPA, quote, The opportunities are there for the taking, and if seized upon, will lead to greater prosperity for everyone. End quote. The FDAs have given us a trigger to create stronger interest in Australian wine. 
They are also lubricant as we try to build closer business relationships with these Asian markets. And the agreements equip us with a killer message around tariff reductions, which work more effectively with higher priced wines. It is up to us, the Australian wine sector, to seize this opportunity to be proactive in positioning ourselves as a fine wine producer.